Is anything gonna happen? Let me see. Well, so apparently it is fine. Can you see anything? Can you do anything? My chat, welcome. Well, cool. <laughs> Amazing. I do wanna know what the latency is and whether it makes sense to stream my own live stream. Well, clip that and then make the bit rates. Things seem to be fine. Things seem to be rather okay. So, uh, hello, welcome back to another episode of the Self Development with Tactics podcast. Today, uh, we are indeed streaming. You know, we are talking live, and you can see me live. And today, we are going to talk about stoicism. It is going to be once again stoicism related and. In the end, you're also able to watch it on YouTube and also as a podcast. So whatever you prefer, you can do so. Um, I should have actually jacked the fucking uh, settings. Yeah, would have been nice. Anyway, any, any, anyway, we are gonna see what the yes, the Daily Stoic is all about. Daily Stoic. Maybe there are some new articles, maybe there are some new cool things that I do not know about that we're gonna see now, you know, things that you actually cannot see at this time, but you in a second can. Here you go. But something is a bit different. I could make it bigger. Does it make sense? Well, it kind of doesn't, to be honest. Because then I see more than you see, but I could make myself a bit bigger. I don't know if this makes any sense, I don't know if this is even good, but we are gonna see. System is also fine, apparently everything is quite fine, but I do also hope that afterwards I'm even able to download this fucking video. If not, then things are screwed, but anyway, we are gonna see. But I would actually also like to see the stream, do I see it here, dashboard? If everything is fine, you are live. Well, I, I kind of know that. Manage stream. Let's do it like this. I do hope that things are rather fine. And things are rather smoothly. Seems to be good. Seems to be fine. Seems to be okay. Uh, welcome to the chat room. Welcome. It would actually also be nice to see the chat here. But I actually really have to set it up before I can <laughs> do anything quite. Sorry for my voice. Uh, by the way, I'm a bit ill, just a little tiny, slightly bit. But anyway, I'm not gonna have a look at the stream because this really does disturb myself on one hand. On the other hand, it's just definitely not good for my computer as I see just the CPU usage. Anyway, let us see what there is. Uh, by the way, this stream is gonna probably last for 20 minutes, 25, 30 minutes. It really depends on how I feel about things. Maybe in the evening there's gonna be another one. I, I doubt it because I have to do other things. And I'm actually really kind of late today, you know? I, I haven't done things in the way I should have. You know, I wasn't as efficient as I should have, but you know, everything is fine should be fine, you know, in the end, I'm still here and I'm just able to do the things that I want to do and so it is good. 
Let me check my phone. Gotta have to reply later and check it out later. But I still really hope that I'm gonna be able to download the video and edit it then as well because the audio is actually quite terrible. Stoicism, the philosophy of the beehive, not just the bee. I guess I've actually talked about that already. How to be happy, 11 strategies proven over the past 2000 years since. It is indeed the case that Stoicism per se is quite the old philosophy, you know. It is rather, it's not something new. Therefore also the strategies they use and the things that they are talking about, they, you know, they are gonna work quite, you know. Obviously it depends on how you use them, obviously it depends on uh, how frequently you use them and how good you are at using them, but um, they have been around for quite some time, so they are kind of, uh, well, quote-unquote approved, I would argue. Anyway, let us actually see what they are talking about. Of course, the first thing we see are quotes or a quote, but yeah. It is clear to you, I am sure, Lucilius, that no man can live a happy life or even a supportable life without the study of wisdom by Seneca. Probably uh, Seneca led us to Lucilius, since it is regarding Lucilius, but yeah, anyway. We know what you're thinking. What do the Stoics know about being happy? Isn't the Stoic res resigned? Do you say resigned? Anyway, to whatever happens. Isn't a Stoic supposed to be an unfeeling, emotional brute? No, actually not really. You know, this is apparently a misconception that a lot of people have about Stoicism. But I do not know where this is from. You know, maybe because being Stoic indeed is actually an English word as far as I know, which I think means that you are indeed kind of emotionless and uh, everything just, you know, you do, do not care about anything and whatnot. But I may also be wrong here, you know, I'm actually not quite sure. Could I actually... Oh, yeah, of course, just destroying my chair. Wonderful idea. Anyway, no, 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 no. Stoicism is not about eliminating emotions. It is about minimizing negative emotions like stress and anxiety and anger. It is not about accepting your control. I'm sorry, it's not accepting your powerlessness. It is about taking power over all this, all that is inside your control your attitudes, your wants, your desires, your opinions about what has happened, your happiness. Happiness, the Stoics tell us, comes from within. It is a choice and, as the slave-turned-teacher Epictetus said, you can bind up my leg, but not even Zeus has the power to break my freedom of choice. No one can, you know, in the end, we can choose things, we can control certain things, obviously not everything, but I would also argue that this is fine and good, that we can't well, we can't change everything, influence everything. If this would actually be the case, I guess the world would be in complete chaos. And definitely not great and good and whatnot. Anyway, the Stoics were happy. They wrote about happiness and they taught others how to be happy. In this article, we want to pass their wisdom along to you. We want to give the Stoics time-tested strategies for being happy. We want to give to whom? We want you to, well, well, anyway, let's not uh, dissect this text, you know, in every single kind of manner. 
Then we see kind of a table of contents. I'm gonna kind of skip it just because of time reasons. Do I actually see? Yes, I do see how long I've been live now. And my CPU usage is actually already kind of high, but I do not really know what this is due to. I still have this card, certain things open in the background. Maybe this is due to that. And apparently it kind of was. What if I do this? Well, yeah. <laughs> that does the trick. That really, uh, well, I'm going to try to not scroll as much as I maybe usually do. So what is happiness? The Greek word for happiness is eudaimonia. And there you can actually also see how it is pronounced. I do not really know. And I'm also not going to pretend that I know. It was the fruit of studying philosophy. They used it interchangeably with the flourishing life and the quote-unquote good life. To the Stoics, the idea of a sage or a perfect philosopher was a direction, not a destination. And it was on the journey in that direction that one experienced eudaimonia. As Donald Robertson writes in Stoicism and the Art of Happiness, the ideal sage is therefore godlike. A model having progressed so far that his wisdom and eudaimonia equal that of Zeus. The aspiring Stoic tries to make progress towards perfect wisdom by regularly contemplating the sage and emulating his thoughts and actions. The Stoics believed the aim of life, the highest good, was to live virtuously. A life of virtue was one with the potential to bring us personal happiness and also fulfillment. So there are actually four uh, virtues in Stoicism. I do not know them, I just know that there are four of them. Uh, one is, might actually be justice, something like that, you know, kind of being a good person, just being uh, correct in the sense of I'm not going to hurt anybody and I'm not going to kind of disturb society as a whole, since Stoicism indeed is focusing quite a bit on just meta things, you know, the whole community, not you and yourself and, you know, what you would basically would like to have to some degree as well. But what is good for the beehive versus the bee itself, you know, quite. I'm going to skip a bit of things. What causes unhappiness? It is not the man who has too little, but the man who craves more that is poor. Seneca. Yes, uh, well, in the end, I would argue that we, or most of us, you know, probably most people that do see this stream, um, they have quite everything they need. Of course, uh, if you have a lot of things and if you're pretty high in the Maslow-Schke pyramid, you're also going to demand more, quite, you know. But basically, we have all those things that we quote-unquote need, you know, which is food and, and safety and whatnot. One could argue sex is a pretty uh, substantial thing that we need and also just having connection with somebody, uh, basically social connection. I, well, I guess the secret's out. Okay, cool. Just got a Slack message for whatever reason. And saying whatever, I do not actually understand. Anyway, uh, what do I want to say? Fuck. Yes, um, I think not necessarily, but also to some degree, romantic relationships are pretty important because they kind of are but especially just social interactions. Uh, I think this is actually quite foundational for happiness and for having balance and also for being healthy. Um, there were some studies, I guess. Uh, please take it with a grain of salt. I do not know them, but 
studies regarding being lonely and being alone and how this can be compared to just smoking and drinking and whatnot and apparently it is even more uh, detrimental to your health than smoking and or drinking but I think it was about smoking not necessarily drinking but I think we all know that you know when we are alone we just really do not feel that nice when it comes to being alone for an extended period of time of course uh, we all need some time alone and we all should get some time alone and also should be able to be alone at least at my point of view but I think this is quite essential for happiness you know thinking about the things that you already have and just you know not always demanding more not always just striving for more well striving yes but not maybe expecting more you know of course striving for more I think is actually also quite important for happiness like having a goal having something to aspire to having something to just go to quite I think this is uh, rather important and rather useful but still expecting a lot of things and expecting to get a lot of things may actually not be the best idea to have quite. So we think that when we get what we want, we will be happy. Which essentially, and I've been talking about it before on the podcast, uh, Zlavoj Shishek, apparently this is how you pronounce him, a modern day philosopher, actually pretty prominent in, in what he's doing. And, and also really interesting guy, just, you know, his personality, how he, uh, well, how he looks is just, is really connotated quite, <laughs> quite negatively, but still, uh, the way he presents himself and whatnot. And he said, most often we do not really want what we think we want, you know, always having like this thing to aspire to, always having this thing that we want to get to. This is basically what we want and not actually receiving it and not actually getting it, you know, just always having just something in front of us, always just having something to, to go for. And well, yes, you know, really quite the case. If you, and this was also his example, if you have a wife or a girlfriend or whatnot or a boyfriend, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, and you think about this affair that you're having at the time and you think about, well, um, I would really like to just be with this other woman. I would really like to just to be with this other man and whatnot. And you think this is going to make you happy in the end. But in the end, really, no, it, it kind of isn't the case. You know, it's just only about the thing that we cannot have, the thing that we are striving for, the thing we think we want to have, but we just cannot because we have a wife and whatnot. This is just the whole thing about it. You know, this is basically what we want to have. You know, we want to have this thing that we can't have basically and um, I think we we all go through life and our own life and see all those situations that we found ourselves in I guess uh, we all see that we also had those moments you know we always had those moments in life where you know basically we were just striving for something that we couldn't get also just coming down to romantic relationships you may have also found and you may have also seen that people that make themselves appear rare quite to or una unavailable uh, unavailable for just extended periods of time for the other person they all of a sudden seem very very interesting whereas a person that just you know makes themselves available just all the time is always there and whatnot they are not that interesting you know maybe also because we feel okay we can have this person all the time you know and we can get this person we can just be in a relationship with this person whenever we want if this is actually the case 
Probably not, you know, really depends, you know, on the situation, on the people and whatnot. But still, uh, we don't want to have that, you know. We want to have something to strive for, you know, something that we can kind of, uh, you know, are unable to get. Even though in the end, uh, when it comes to relationships and romantic relationships, like why? If you are interested in another person and you kind of notice that he or she is also interested in you, why just, you know, do not connect, like, yeah, anyway. Conditional happiness is what psychologists call this kind of thinking, like the horizon, you can walk for miles and miles and never reach it. Yes, I'll be happy when I get the promotion, I'll be happy when I'm a millionaire, when this diet pays off, when I hit the bestseller list. If this is going to be the case, well, to some degree, probably yes, but definitely not to the degree you think you're gonna be happy you know of course you're gonna be you know quite well off you're just gonna feel quite good about yourself because you have achieved something but at least also for me this wears off quite quite easily and also quite quickly which just is how things are I guess juice it or your happiness as the Stoics say the two are not compatible locates that yearning for more better someday and see it for what it is the enemy of happiness so what did the Stoics say about happiness? Trust me, real joy is a serious thing. Do you think someone can, in the charming expression, blithely dismiss death with an easy disposition, or swing open the door to poverty, keep pleasure in jack, or meditate on the endurance of suffering? The one who is comfortable with turning these thoughts over is truly full of joy, but hardly cheerful. It is exactly such joy that I would wish for to possess, for it will never run dry once you have laid claim to its source. Well, I think kind of just turning this into easier words, being fine with whatever the situation actually is. Amor fati, which is also, well, a stoic, is it a saying? Well, you know, let's call it saying. It is a stoic saying, which basically means uh, love faith or love your faith depends on how you translate it and whatnot but in the end it boils down to whatever position you are in you should not merely accept it accept it or like it but actually I'm sorry love it you should love every single situation that you find yourself in whether it is actually indeed a good one or a bad one doesn't really matter you should love it really love it you know the word is about love amor love fati faith Anyway, we throw around words like happy and joy casually. I'm overjoyed at the news. I'm happy you're here. Blah, 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 blah. Well, 11 Stoic strategies for being happy. Well, they actually start here. Focus on what you can control. Well, I guess it is basically like do good to feel good. Journal. Journaling is a pretty good one. I would say not necessarily regarding happiness, but regarding so many things. But we're gonna talk about that on another day, I guess, explicitly, you know. Yeah, I think that I'm gonna end the stream there, and therefore also the episode quite. So, uh, if you want to subscribe to the stream, to the podcast, to the YouTube, Christopher Walk, uh, if you just Google it and whatnot, you're probably gonna find it. And yeah, with that being said, gonna see you the next time. Bye bye.